Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. Welcome to Work Party, the podcast where we are throwing out the rule book and bringing you real talk and hot takes on what is happening in the working world right now, because life moves fast. If we've learned anything from the past few years, it's that the only constant is change, and we can't pretend everything is status quo. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and it's hot take time, where we ask guests to let us in on a fresh POV that they feel super passionate about, from spicy money talk to unexpected relationship advice love them or hate them, agree or disagree, these piping hot and sometimes controversial takes will get you thinking. So let's get into it. On today's episode, I'm joined by Christina Najjar, better known as Tinks. A lifestyle creator, advice expert, and podcast host, Tinks skyrocketed to fame when she launched her TikTok in 2020. And life has never been the same since. She has amassed 1.5 million followers on TikTok and nearly half a million on Instagram earning her the distinction as one of Forbes' top creators of 2022. Often called TikTok's older sister, she dishes hilarious takes on pop culture and honest, relatable advice on everything from dating and relationships, food and restaurants, and beauty and fashion. So welcome, Tink. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to have you. So today is a hot takes episode, and you brought a very spicy take to the table. So do you want to tell us what your hot take is? Yes, my hot take is that your 20s are a mismarketed decade. Ooh! Let's fucking go. I loved this so much because I couldn't agree more. But let's start at the beginning. Like, take me back to Tinks in her 20s. Yeah, I was so lost. I mean, I I really, it was all about high highs and low lows. And although I have so many treasured memories with friends, you know, in terms of work and life, it was very, very scatterbrained, very, very spirally, you know, just didn't feel good at my job, felt just out of control, felt really behind all the time. That was like a big theme of feeling like, oh my God, all of my friends are, you know, so far ahead of me. I'm so far behind where I think I should be. So it was a far cry from what I thought 20s were going to be. 
Yeah, I, I think it's like the 20s are very glamorized on movies and TV, but the reality of it is it's like a scary time and place. So yeah. were you here in Los Angeles? I wasn't. I was in San Francisco and New York and then LA. So I moved around a lot. Like you see like a 24 year old girl living in like a $17 million apartment in New York. And she has a job that is is like uh, usually like a 45 year old would have. And she has this like hot, perfect boyfriend. They have a relationship. She has like the perfect gaggle of girlfriends. Like her body's perfect and she's having so much fun. Like that's how 20s are represented. And I just think it couldn't be further from the truth for most people. And so I really like to talk about it because I wish someone had been like, no, 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 you're doing the exact right thing you should be. You're trying different cities, jobs, boys, career, everything. You should just be exploring yourself in your 20s. I totally agree. So you were saying you didn't feel great in your career. What was your career at the time? So when I graduated college, I worked at Gap Inc. for three years at their headquarters in San Francisco. And I always wanted, thought I wanted to be in retail or fashion. And I just did not. It was really, really difficult for me. I had a hard time. I wasn't good at my job. I felt stressed all the time. Mm. And I just, I was just so confused because I had put all my hopes on this career. And yeah. then it was like, not not what I thought it was. Then I went to work at Poshmark, which is an amazing, amazing company. I did have a really, really solid year there because of the people. They, I can't say enough good things about that team. But again, I didn't feel like I was doing a good job, but they were really nice. And I learned a lot. I mean, I learned a lot in both things. That's the thing is like, even if you're not in a job you love, you can always take something and learn. Yeah. I love that because I think it's so true in your 20s. I think it's when you're picturing like, I need the perfect boyfriend, the perfect apartment, the perfect job. It's like, you don't actually want that. You have the rest of your life to have that. Totally. You need to have like the messy, weird yes. moments and and sort of take all the risk, all the chances. Yeah. So moving to San Francisco and New York, did you know anyone there? Was this like... I moved to San Francisco with a lot of my friends from school. I went to school in the Bay Area. So that was fun. I would say the through line for me was friendship. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, a big part of my book is is telling people, to, especially women, double down on your friendships because that is, they are going to be the ones who are there when you have no idea what's going on in your job. You just broke up with your boyfriend. You're scared shitless. They are there for you. So I did have friends. I had friends in New York and I had friends in LA, thank goodness. But everything else was a total mess. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a great through line. Also, like that doesn't really change in your 30s, too. I still feel like yeah. it's like friendship is the priority. Friendship is it's always going to be the priority for me. I'm so into that. Female friendship is, I think, one of the most cosmic, beautiful gifts that we have in life. And I'm so, so, so lucky. And I, I just urge everyone to really invest in your friendships and show up as a good friend. I agree. And then also know when to end those friendships. Because I do think, yeah. at least for me, like I definitely have friends that I've had since my 20s. But I definitely like shed a lot of people yeah. along the way. And that's so normal. I That's something I talk to my community about a lot is that, well, firstly, friendships ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you if you were best had a best friend in college and then, you know, now you're 26 and like you find it hard to get through a dinner talking to them, that's okay. That doesn't mean anything bad happened. That could just mean you guys are in different places and it might can't come back around and it might not honor what you guys had and just like lean into where it is. That being said, you're right. There are times in your 
20s and 30s where you just have to say you're not a good friend to me like you're draining my battery you are you know keeping me held in place like we've all had that friend in our 20s so like no no no, let's go to the same bar this Friday and get really drunk again and you're like but I kind of want to do something different or I kind of want to invite these new people and they're like no like we're no new friends whatever it may be we've all had those toxic friends where you just have to be like I don't know if this is serving me anymore and I need to set a boundary Absolutely. Yeah. I think friendships in your 20s can feel superficial because sometimes they are because everyone's yeah. like seeking out what they want out of life. Whereas yeah. friendships in your 30s are a bit more stable because I think people know themselves better exactly. at that point. Exactly. Love that. So friendship we've we've talked about. But one of the things that you said that I really loved was you said, my book is about tiny shifts that I wish I had known and practiced earlier in my life. They're rooted in my belief that we should all live and frankly date from a place of abundance. So let's talk dating in your 20s versus dating in your 30s. I mean, for me, and I think so many people, dating in my 20s was about validation. Like, Mm -hmm. I just wanted the validation. I didn't think that I would be cool or like legitimate until I had a boyfriend. That was my number one priority, which is so cringy to say now, but it was true. I was just obsessed with having a boyfriend. I was obsessed with, you know, chasing boys who didn't like me. And I didn't even stop and think like, wait, do I like these boys or do they make me feel good or special? Or what do I want in my life right now? Or what I sh- what should I be focusing on right now? And in my 30s, dating is much more about like, how do people make me feel? Like, do they see me? Do they acknowledge me? Do they like my, you know, how much, how hard I work? Like all of those sort of things is, that's what I'm looking for now. And it's so much more fulfilling. And it's also less stressful because I think in your 20s, you well, for me at least, I felt like, I felt like if I a guy didn't call me after a date, it was a failure. Mm-hmm. And now I see that a date is only a failure if you didn't learn anything about yourself. Yeah. God, if I had that mentality in my 20s, like what a different era for yeah. me. But also like looking back, I was like, you were never going to be as hot as you were in your 20s. Like I was so down on myself oh, yeah. all the time about no, everything. Yeah. I was so critical of myself, which is crazy because usually in our 20s, we're like looking our most sprightly. But I'm triple the amount of confidence now. I feel hotter. I feel like I move in a hotter way. Mm. And in my tw- in my 20s, I was just so... Because I didn't like myself. And you know what? It's so cheesy, but it's so true. Like, confidence is sexy. It's, it's a cliche for a reason. And in my 20s, I just, like, kind of hated myself. So mm. it's no wonder I had such a hard time finding people. Yeah. And it's like, I think... Because I feel similarly in a lot of ways. But I also think it was because I also didn't know myself or spend time getting to know myself in my 20s. I was trying to be like the funny friend, the this friend, the that friend. But, you know, all of those different things. But 100% dating. I look back at the guys I dated in my 20s and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what a fucking nightmare. (laughs) No, totally. Yeah. We try on so many different hats in our 20s. We're just trying to find our way. And you're right. Like, that's such a big part of my book is like, you should be looking inwards in, in your 20s. Of course, date. Of course, have fun. And like if you fi- if you meet great people, awesome. Be in a relationship with them. But like all, it always comes back to you and like knowing yourself more mm. because that's what this decade should really be about. Yeah, absolutely. And also it's like don't – I mean like you said, if you meet someone great and you get in a relationship, great. I just remember so many girls like wanting to like get into serious relationships, get married. And it's like life is long. It's long. Yeah, it's like – I always say, like, look, if you meet your soulmate when you're 21, God bless. That's fantastic. Enjoy it. Love is the best. Like, we're all looking for that, right? But if you don't, like, I don't believe that you can rush timing. So think about how you want to spend that time in the meantime. Like, I 
I'm single. I'm so excited to fall in love again. I can't wait to find my partner, but like, I'm not going to sit here and cry about it until I do. I, I'm going to be grateful for the life I have. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to date. And and it's just about like that's such an important shift being instead of like wishing your life away, mm. you know, really being grateful for the time you have now. Like I always say to my community, like if I told you like you're going to meet the love of your life when you are 32. How would you act? You would be like, oh, my God, perfect. Like, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to go on trips with my friends. I'm going to, you know, spend time with myself. I'm going to enjoy, like, taking up the whole bed. And everybody should act that way because mm-hmm. it, it is coming. It's just, like, we don't know the timing. And that's kind of beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 really beautiful. And it's, like, you can't, to your point, force those things. But so dating in your 20s, everyone's a little bit on an even playing field or, like, somewhat on an even playing field. But, like, now in your 30s, you're super successful. You're a public figure. Dating must be different. It's definitely different. I think that, you know, being an online persona is definitely the most different or added the most flair to dating out of anything. But I wouldn't trade my job for the world. So that's just it's part of my package now. And, you know, some people like that and some people don't. And ultimately, whoever I'm with will have to accept that my community is a massive part of my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think luckily there's been good examples of how to do it well. Right. Now, I feel like the early days, it was a wild, wild west of things. And we've learned a lot of lessons. So that at least we have a little bit of clarity around that. So let's talk about career and money. So for me, building in you know your career in your 20s, you're figuring stuff out. Money is like you're trying to save it. You're trying to figure out how to spend it, where you're at, especially in big cities. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other thing. And the 30s are really you know, kind of when you're stabilizing and like yeah. really trying to figure out what you're doing. So how do you how did your money mentality shift from your 20s to your 30s, would you say? Well, I didn't really make any money until I have the current job that I do now. Mm. Um, And I want to be super clear, like I am coming from a place of privilege, like my parents paid for college. So I was able to enter the workplace debt free. And I don't know if I would have been able to take the job I had had I had student loans. So I want to be super clear about that. But I, I didn't have any money to save until basically like two years ago. So money in my life has shifted a lot. I will say that I think I think when I was younger, I felt like, oh, if I ever have money, I will be like buying a lot of things and like living lavishly. And now I, I kind of view money as a tool to create experiences and time with the people that I love. Mm. And so that's been an interesting shift for me. Yeah, it's back to the stability of it all. Right. It's, it's less about Ferraris and, yeah, exactly. you know, whatever. It's more about how can I set myself up for yes. success yeah. longer term. Mm-hmm. Since it's so new, have you had a hard time navigating that world? Or like, where have you been leaning on to find like resources for that? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really open with this. Like, I'm very bad with money. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I'm dyslexic. I've always had a really hard time with numbers. I'm also kind of, it's the only, it's funny because like, it's the one area of my life, you know, I preach like abundance mindset, but I'm very fearful. Like I don't know about investing. I'm just very scared. And I think it's just a, I think it's because I, you know, for all of my twenties, I didn't have any money to save. So now I'm like, I want to keep my money. Like, I don't know. So yeah, I I am working to be better about that. That is a goal for when I get done with my book tour, I really want to start learning about investing and, you know, do more of that, but just, you know, a product of past experiences, I guess. Which I personally feel like having a little fear around money is a good thing. I think if you're like unafraid and you're like, 
it's going to keep rolling in forever. Like, yeah. it's not the best. I mean, I think we've all kind of experienced a little, like, you know, knee jerk of, like, the 2008 recession. And then, obviously, COVID, where we're like, whoa, 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 wait, right. what? Right, exactly. Like, money's not free anymore. Exactly. Where you just feel like you have a lot of opportunities, and especially this year. But I also think, you know, especially for our listeners that work party, you know, this is a big conversation of, like, how do I create wealth? How do I start building? How do I start growing? And to your point, and sometimes I feel this way, I think it's really challenging when you're in a corporate career path to really create larger generational wealth, depending on obviously your position and what you're doing. But now more and more people are branching out and getting these jobs that are unique, for instance, yourself. So, you know, you are this online persona now. You monetize your existence in a number of different ways. Mm -hmm. How has, you know, in talking about being in your 20s, being, you know, insecure, trying to impress everyone and please everyone, now being on the internet, which is a very scary place, Doing that, how does how do you sort of handle that? Like the criticism, any backlash, anything that comes at you ver- in your 20s versus now, like in your 30s? You know, I, I came into this job when I was 29, almost 30, and I'm very thankful that that was the age that I did, you know, find this career because I would not have been able to handle it in my 20s. I mean, I would have taken everything so personally and still things hurt my feelings today, but I, I'm a lot better equipped to handle it. I, I mean, I really, I don't know how these kids do it who are, you know, start on the internet when they're 16, I would have been way too fragile and way too sensitive. And now, you know, I, I try to deal with it as best my can, best I can. I am a sensitive person. So, you know, mean comments definitely hurt my feelings. But I try to remember at the end of the day, what matters is that I am producing work that I'm proud of mm-hmm. and that I, you know, you can't create. I think I just saw actually Lauren Bostick talk about on um you know, she was saying, like, you can't create for the haters. And I really like that. You know, she's so smart. She has so many good tips. And I really i have been thinking about that. You know, you could you create for your community and the people who show up for you. And like, you can't create for the haters or, you know, can't think about them. Yeah, no. And I think we've started to see this kind of rear its ugly head, like a lot of creators, you know, going offline or, you know, horrible things happening. Yeah. And- I think people forget that you're human, you know, like you're going to make mistakes. Like people aren't going to like you're not everyone's cup of tea. That's life. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think being able to shift that mentality and to your point, being a little bit older, it's probably been really helpful to have that life experience. Definitely. So, you know, in looking at some of the stats, too, we also found that like as you go up in decades, like your confidence and happiness goes up as well. So I think that's something to look forward to. It's sort of like thinking that, you know, when you're 45 or whatever, like you'll be able to meet that person or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you're in your 30s now. How are you thinking about this decade? Like, what excites you? What are you looking forward to as you're in your 30s? I am loving my 30s so far. I have to say, I just feel just so much more stable, so much more confident. I have just been spending a lot of great time with friends and family and doing really fun stuff. Now it's like I feel like you're you're more clued into everything in your 30s including how you have fun. So it, it, it's just like you have fun in such a more effective way. You're like, "Okay, I know this is what I want to do. I want to go on this trip or I want to go to this festival and this is the way I want to do it and I have the resources to do it this way." So I'm excited to keep doing that. And my my career is the most fulfilling part of my life by far and my 30s have just been great for that. So I can't wait to keep building. I love that. So if you look at your 20s, where would you rank importance? Would it be career, money, dating? Like what would be the ranking? It was it was like Number one was like be thin. Number two oh, yeah, was totally. like have a boyfriend. Number three was like have, you know, the latest, like, I don't know what we were wearing, like tracksuit or whatever. Like, you know, and then it's like I wanted to 
love my career, but I didn't. And so I was just like, it wasn't even on the list. But needless to say, my priorities were all wrong, creating in a lot of upset and crying and just feeling lost. But I'm feeling a lot more sorted out now. And so in your 30s, what would you say the rankings are? It's like career, family and friends, self. Love it. Okay, so for someone who's listening in their 20s and they're like, oh, God, (laughs) they're like, you're this is your. No, and it's like it's not true for everyone. And and it's like, look, I wrote the book in the hopes that people everywhere will read it and it will help shift their mindset, because it's really when I started having these perspective shifts that my life got better. And it, it, it really I believe thoughts become things. And it was like in my late 20s when I was like, I am like spinning out like I can't do this anymore. I need to start doing the work I need to change. And it and it didn't start with like, I want to be really clear. It didn't start with me like getting a job opportunity or like me getting a boyfriend or anything like that. Like it started with me being like, I got to get my shit together. I'm going to read these books about, you know, self-actualization and Mm. manifesting and mindset shifts and start listening to the right podcasts and start, you know, taking care of my body and start, you know, being a good friend and all that kind of stuff. And so it's like if you're doing that in an early age, that's fantastic. But, uh, you know, I, I don't freak out if you're in your 20s because yeah. it can't be as bad as my 20s. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, also, I feel like, you know, I'm obviously older than you, but I also just think it wasn't as much of a thing. There wasn't as much access to that yeah. information in your yeah. 20s. I mm-hmm. feel like we were still just getting fed, like, find a husband, totally. do the thing. So totally. it's, that has changed a lot. So I'm very hopeful for this next generation. Yeah. But was there any podcasts or books or things like that during that time period that really, like, shifted your perspective and then I want to talk about your book what do I what did I listen to I love like okay I loved Be Well by Kelly's book Body Love Mm. that really helped with body image stuff I loved Gabby Bernstein I started listening to like Mark Hyman and like people you know even the Skinny Confidential honestly it was like I think that was the first podcast that was about like actionable ways you can improve your life and yourself and I would like hear these practical tips on their podcast and I'd be like I'm gonna try that and then I would feel better and I was like whoa this feels good and that just like builds on itself yeah I read The Secret I read you know Return to Love Untethered Soul The Artist's Way things like that and you can just here's the thing you can pick and choose what works for you yeah and and start doing the work that would start going to therapy like things like that so no therapy in your 20s just in your 30s or like late 20s. I had it I honestly went when I was a kid because I had bad insomnia but then it like fell off in my early 20s and then I was like no I need to reinvest in this like totally. this is important yeah I was the same I wish I would have gone to therapy in my 20s but okay so talk to us about the book the shift so obviously we've covered a lot of shifts mm-hmm. But tell us about the book and then also tell us some of the top shifts you think people in their 20s should make. Yes. So my book is really a guidebook for self-esteem. It's it's for anyone. It is it is heavy on the dating, but there's also so much about what how to be when you're in a relationship, about friendships, about your relationship with yourself. There is a little bit of everything. And it's just about mindset shifts that I wish that I'd had earlier. And I believe chips make chunks. They're small, but they really do add up. And Okay, some mindset shifts I think people should make in their 20s. Like, it's not about, does he like me? It's about, do I like him? What else? Instead of being like, why did this happen to me? Be like, ooh, the plot thickens. Like, this all happens for a reason. Because I think, like, in your 20s, you just feel so... Like, every time you get ghosted, you feel, like, so victim-y. And it's like, I get it. Like, it's a bummer. But it's also really not about you. It's just about someone's bad manners. And, like, it's, it's fine. Like, it's not about you. 
I love that so much. I know one, <laughs> it actually reminds me so much of one of my friends gave me this advice in my 20s where I was like, I think he's like breaking up with me or whatever. And she was like, she goes, Jacqueline, no offense. Who fucking cares? Literally. And it was the best advice no, and like the best so thing true. where I was like, yeah, why do I care so much? Why? Do, yeah. And it's like, oftentimes it's just ego. I yeah. think like I didn't learn about ego until my late 20s. But mm. when I did, I was like, this makes so much sense. Why I cared so much about people who I don't even like dumping me. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone run out and get the book, especially for any of the 20 somethings in your life so they can make yeah. those shifts. Thank you so much for being here. And everyone can go get the book at www.theshift-book.com. The Shift, change your perspective, not yourself. Thank you, Ting. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Party. If you like what you heard, follow, leave a review, rate the pod, or slide into my DMs. Check out our membership program, Insiders, designed for go-getters and game changers like you. Sign up today at CreateCultivate.com. Follow us at Work Party and at Jacqueline R. Johnson on all platforms. And be sure to head to CreateCultivate.com to keep up with all the latest events, content, and community designed to help you level up your life and career. <laughs>